0: Doctrine and Devotion is coming to Texas, Tejas. the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, Doctrine and Devotion twenty twenty Southwest. It's all going down Saturday, March twenty first at ten AM in Burleson, Texas, at Graceview Baptist Church. Stay tuned for more details. <laughs> Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores experiential theology, hmm. faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective.
1: Experiential theology, huh? Yeah. Oh God, let's see. Here you are. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Oh, We've... I'm Joe Thorne. I'm the lead yeah, pastor yeah, of Benjamin Fowler Executive Pastor. Experiential theology is experimental theology. You're so eager to get to this. You're so eager. You can't even let me finish. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Experiential, aka. Progressive. No. AKA liberal. No. AKA new age. No. Nope. Hence why you've got a diffuser, essential oils right there. <laughs> I do not. You are, yeah, lying. No, no, you wait, are you're, lying. You're telling me there is not a diffuser in your office going off right now. I do
0: not have it over there. The no, wine sex put it there. The wine yes, sex are a family. Because members church understand they,
1: yeah. here are the needs of Joe Thorne. And now there's lavender. Now, what, I, what, I would have no idea what's now, in there because oh, I don't care oh, about oh, it. No, I don't but know. You know I, there's lavender. I don't, I don't remember. Okay, now what does the lavender, what, what is it there for? It's calming. A calming <laughs> effect on Pastor Joe. Okay, okay listen, listen.
0: <sighs> because my office tends to smell like cigar smoke, <laughs> uh, one of the families in our church, do they do a lot of cleaning around here uh, mm. as a part of their, their service. And they're all into like these organic products. Mm-hmm. And everything. Yeah, which and is great. She, she was like, "Hey, can I spray some stuff in your office, make it smell good?" I go, "Of course you can. I like good smells." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she sprays it in here, mm-hmm. and then the next hey. time she ups it, she goes, "Hey, can I put a diffuser in there?" Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Go, go you for calm it. Calm
1: down. Yeah. That smells good, right? It smells very good." No, yeah, we have in diffusers in our yeah. in our house. Yeah. See, give me a hard time. Yep. <laughs> What's wrong with well, you? Well, because I know how on edge you get. That's why the. Okay. That's why she had listen, to put lavender. Nobody cares about this. They do care. They do not. They do care.
0: Now, listen. You've been gone for like a month.
1: And like you were
0: No, you were
1: gone for way oh, longer a One longer week.
0: The week. Way longer than a week. Now, you're back. How was it in Canada? Was it good? was fantastic. I think you said it was like the best one? Long? It was the best yeah. time I've, I've had. Going up there, I guess, right? As a family. Since thing? I've been married, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. I heard that from a number of people that they had. Like, oh, this was actually a really good one. Mine was was the most relaxing one that we've had in a long time. So, that mm-hmm. was really good. So, yeah, man, nice. And happy new
1: year. It's 2020. Happy new year to you. Yeah, you're you know what? Mm-hmm. New Year, New You. Yeah. I have to say, mm, I comes. know here's here's where mm-hmm. he gets all upset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Joe Thor's been looking pretty good, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's been disciplined mm-hmm. and he's been yeah, he's looking pretty good. Getting ready for World War Three, yo. Wait, what? They're mm-hmm. not gonna send you. Oh, you kidding me? Once i once I'm in peak condition. So word on the street is mm-hmm. that there's uh, a new job opening for general in Iran. <laughs> I like, I've heard this. Yes, I've heard this. Man, Trump is even creating jobs in <laughs> You can't countries. even finish the joke? <laughs> I read that meme yeah. and I was like, that's so, it, it's it really is, it, it's, it's brilliant. Now, I know I'm going to get so many haters, but come on, guys, that's a funny meme. It is a funny that, one. Well, they probably f- didn't hear
0: it. But like the, the joke was Trump is even creating jobs in
1: Iran. In Iran. Yeah, I said in other countries, but yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it was. I mean, I'm not saying that the uh, death is funny, but no, no, uh, we're not. But I am yeah, saying see, like exactly that's um, what we're not we're getting gonna gonna say, into the politics no. of it. Except that guy had it coming, so I was going to go ahead and say that I'm not afraid of like that guy is a terrorist killer, and that's what happens in war. So, anywho, all right, Jimmy, mm-hmm. you're back. We're going to talk about the 1689. Yep, I'm ready. We're going to get into some oaths and vows and stuff mm-hmm. from the 1689. So now, should, I, should I go ahead and?
1: Yeah, you Which want to sorry, read? It? Yeah, I'll read it. Yeah, cool. Uh, here we go. A lawful oath is a part of religious worship, wherein the person swearing in truth, righteousness, and judgment solemnly calls God to witness what he swears and to judge him according to the truth or falseness thereof. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, why? Why? Like, when we're talking about oaths and vows, and why are we even discussing it to begin with? Yeah, why is it in the confession? Why? Yeah, like it feels like things, it feels like kind of like a throwaway. There's no foot washing.
0: Where's the foot washing?
1: Where? Wait,
0: what? Ain't no foot washing in the confession. So you're saying because
1: they have oaths and vows, we well, should they, have foot washing? Like they're throwing everything in now. Like, let's put the oaths in there. <laughs> <laughs> Where's hair braiding? Well, that
0: was sort of like, don't do that, ladies. Don't don't find your identity and braid in braiding your hair. But like, wash the feet. That was a thing.
1: I don't understand why washing the feet should be in. (laughs) No,
0: it shouldn't be. I'm just saying. Some people want to know like that. Like, well, how does this fit in? And two basic reasons that lawful oaths and vows are in here. And just the title of it should tell you that there are good and bad oaths that can be made, appropriate and inappropriate. Um, One is that Anabaptists uh, back in the day refused to make vows. They're not going to, like, you know, swear uh, they're not gonna, you know, yeah, uh, on, on the on God, on the Bible, they're not gonna do that. They will only let their yes be yes and their no be no. They will not make a promise like that. Yeah. Um. So for like Steve McCoy, who's mm-hmm. listening right now, who doesn't know who what doesn't Anabaptists know, yeah, are? Yeah, yeah. How would you exactly. define Anabaptists for Steve? So Anabaptists were uh, a, a sect or a a group within the Protestant Reformation that uh, oftentimes uh, had. Not only did they adopt a form of believer's baptism, but they also generally went heretical and nuts uh, Mm. pretty quick. Um, The Anabaptist movement is distinct from the Baptist movement. Anabaptists really started up in like the 1500s. The Baptist movement started in the 1600s in England. So the, the Baptists in England were oftentimes wrongly associated with the Anabaptists. And they were like, Oh you you freaky Anabaptists. I'm like, no, we're not Anabaptists. We're not Anabaptists. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I'm not I'm not into diffusers. That's not my thing. That's somebody that's that's a, that's their thing. But, but it kind of is your thing because you like Look, it's, it. it. It's in here, but it's not mine.
1: What, what so is this? like, like so someone brings it and you can't What am I gonna do? Say no. No, I would never do that. <laughs> but I'm just They're saying, a spiritual gift. No, no, it's very
0: nice, so stop it. So the Baptists were constantly saying, no, 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 we're not like that. And so this is one of the issues that they could address. Um, but I also think it's probably included because it is a sober, serious thing yeah. that yeah. Christians uh, in Scripture and then historically have done and have done wrong. Mm. So, you know, chapter 23 is important, uh, and it, specifically because it is essentially – forgotten by the church today. Well, I'm yeah. glad it's in there. Uh this is going to be good for us. And
1: so I mean I think what what you're saying yeah. is often when we talk about uh oaths, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, they're misunderstood, right? They're they're done incorrectly, they're yeah. not done right. People don't quite grasp the maybe the potential importance of an oath because I think when we talk about oaths when they're done properly they're good in glorifying to God. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, that's clear, that's clearly the point in chapter twenty three. Yeah. So when we say an oath, Joe, like then how would you define that? Like what is an oath? It is essentially a, a kind of a of a promise
0: where you invoke the name of God to show how serious you are and where you are asking God to hold you accountable for keeping your word. Okay. it's essentially what it is. If I'm going to riff on it, that's that's how I would say it. And that's based on what the confession itself says. Now, there are some issues here, right? Because you know, it says like, oh, a lawful oath is a part of religious worship, person swearing in truth. Well, you know, we have passages in scripture where Jesus says, do not swear. Yeah. By heaven or earth. So, let's back up and look at a few of these key passages of scripture that are going to help us uh have a have a a, a bigger picture of the mm. concept of lawful oaths and vows. So when we're looking at say um foundational passages yeah. one of the big ones is Exodus 20 Verse 7, which mm. is Jimmy? Which uh, commandment? Uh, third. Third. That's right. You third. know why Jimmy knows that, people? Because he actually cares about the Ten Commandments. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you, that's right. You, you Hey, really Pastor. Have to, hey, Pastor, you, hey, pastor, you don't know the Third Commandment. Go. You gotta let this go. <laughs> you, see, you know your commandments. <laughs> so, okay. Well, when we look at Exodus. Uh, yeah, which says, one is it, Jimmy? Uh, which one? Yeah, 27. Third, third Commandment. No, third, oh, third, third third hey, commandment. hey, Pastor, you see that? <laughs> Jimmy knows them.
0: All right. So, anyways, Third so, Commandment says what, Jimmy?
1: Uh, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain.
0: All right, so to take God's name in vain does not just mean to uh, to say His name as an expletive or to toss His name around um, uh, irreverently. Irreverently, irreverently, uh, like what, what does that mean?
1: Like irrelevant and irreverent is how
0: Scooby would say it.
1: Irreverent. E- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway. Um, it means to misuse the things of God in general, to abuse the things of God in general. And so we do that with his name specifically oftentimes. And
1: one of the ways that we do that is when we say, oh, I swear to God, this is true. Like when we say it kind of almost flippantly, right? Like we just, it's like a toss away, like, you know, hey, um, take me serious, but I'm not really taking this serious. Yeah, see,
0: oaths are supposed to be made for, you know, important things where you need to call God to witness. You don't say like, uh, the, the, the Bears won their last game. No, they didn't. No, I swear to God. Like, well, now you're invoking the name of God to talk about a football game. Not that relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the Bears is a bad example because that would be, it's pretty cool when they do win. Mm-hmm. But um, but so you don't want to invoke the name of God trivially for, yeah. for small
1: things. Yes, yes.
0: And uh, so that's one way. And then, of course, another way to uh, misuse the name of God and uh, make it an oath is to lie. Yeah. Like, I swear I'm telling the truth when you're not. God is my witness when you're not. You swear to tell the whole truth on the Holy Bible and God, yeah, but, and then you don't. So uh, that's one of the passages of Scripture that we need to keep in mind. What else? Uh,
1: James 5.12. That's right. But above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth, or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. So here, I mean, it says, Joe, pretty clearly, don't don't swear don't do that thing don't do that thing uh but let your you know just be a person of integrity
0: and so clearly the point that james is making here is right is don't be uh duplicitous don't be double-minded um don't lie don't misrepresent yourself don't say one thing and do the other what you say you're going to do you should do that's the point that he is making but he specifically is saying do not make an oath now who is this who is this james james is it james brown what james
1: is this (laughs) What's, what, what James wrote, James? Uh, James, the brother of Christ. That's right. Half brother. Half brother. Okay, half, half brother. brother different yep. dad. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes, different dad.
0: <laughs> this, this makes me laugh. I know. Oh, I just think that's funny. All right. So, anyways, um, so James is the half brother of Jesus, converted after the resurrection, I think is what uh, tradition says. Yep. Now, um, so, but James was very familiar with the teachings of Jesus, being his brother. Mm-hmm. Now, James is riffing on what Jesus said. So let's look at that. Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 through 37. Jesus says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Now, what most commentators that I've read say about all of this Mm -hmm. is that Jesus and James are combating the common first century abuse of oaths, uh, particularly in Israel, when unscrupulous people would swear. And they would oftentimes think that they could get out of trouble by making an oath or swearing. They wouldn't invoke the name of God. They would swear by the moon and the stars. Mm. They would swear by the heavens. They would swear by the oceans and the sea. They would swear, like, you know, they would swear by less. I lessons. swear. I don't know the lyrics <sighs> of that song. I would love to sing it with you. Oh, You've been gone so long. I would I, I, would, I would jump then. at the chance to sing a boy band song with nope, you right nope. now. Yeah, yeah well, but I don't know, know the lyrics. Oh well then you I don't know, know what, those that, lyrics. You disappoint me. Yeah. Well, my diffuser's making up for it a little bit, maybe?
1: Uh you know what? Actually <laughs> I'm quite enjoying that jam. Yeah, it's right pretty there. good, right? That's a good jam. All right. Smells clean. Yeah. Yeah. And calm yeah smells calm I, 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 i've never seen you this relaxed
0: yeah let me take off my shoes What? don't I'm really do relax
1: don't do that all right well the lavender will help never mind
0: so the um they're they're addressing this abuse of oaths where, where, where people would swear for trivial matters mm-hmm. when they shouldn't be and they would swear on uh trivial things like you know in, instead of god the point that they're making here is don't lie don't be duplicitous instead um let what you say be true be true but Nevertheless, in Scripture, if we're taking the whole of it, we we can't say that swearing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Not like 21st century American use of the word swearing, right? Yeah, Cussing. Yeah, yeah. We mean swearing, an oath, is wrong. We know it's not wrong because, A, we've got ways to do it commanded in the Old Testament, and we've got examples of it in the New Testament.
1: Yeah. Right? And here's one of the things I can promise you right now. Give us, give us an oath. I can, I can give you an oath right now mm-hmm. that probably, you know, the one of the best uh, conferences. No, stop it. No, because there's, there's more coming. The best in Texas. The best, the best conference that you will see in Texas is the Doctrine and Devotion Southwest Conference on Contending for the Gospel. Oh, going down in March. Joe, well, give us some details.
0: All right. Well, first of all, the lineup is amazing. Oh, the speakers the best are lineup. crazy. Joe Thorne and Jimmy Fowler.
1: Mm. Jimmy Fowler and Joe Thorne. Mm. Those are the speakers. Now, here's the thing. The foe with the Joe and the Joe the foe.
0: Oh, that's right. And now here's the thing. Just like in California, we're going to get there Friday night. We're going to hang out. So if you register for the conference, you will get information on how to come to the hangout yep. the night before. Yeah, And
1: space is limited for both yeah. of these events. Yeah.
0: So uh, you want to register as soon as you can. So we're going to hang out Friday night. And then uh, we're going to have the conference on Saturday. And you know th- that's uh, March 21st. Now here's the thing. We're going to have four sessions. And we're going to do a live Doctrine and Devotion recording. Mm. So you all are going to be a part of it. It's going to be really good. Head on over over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com. You can see the banner right there. Click on that banner. Go to our conference. You can get all the details and register. We hope to see you there in Texas. Burleson, Texas is at the Dallas-Fort Worth area. it going yep. be a good time. it
1: would be great. Yeah. So, Joe, you talked about we see uh, uh, how to do oaths in the Old Testament, and then we kind of see examples of it in the New. Right. Where do you see that? Where Paul, do you see some
0: examples? Paul is always swearing. What? Paul swears all the time. How dare you, sir?
1: He, take it up uh, with Paul. Chapter and verse.
0: All right. It, here's just a few examples, okay? Romans 1, 9 through 10. For God is my witness. Boom, oh. right there. For God is my witness. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, mm. asking that somehow by God's will I might now at let succeed in coming to you. Paul l- literally just said, I swear to God that I pray this for you. It's okay. so important for him to know, for them to know that he sincerely prays to see them. He invokes the name of God so that they know I have not forgotten you. You are with me. He, they, he wants them to have a real assurance about his love for them yeah. and his commitment to them. So he says, I swear to God.
1: All right. Well, you can't just cherry pick one, Joe. Come on now. Like, that, just one example.
0: Come on. All right. Romans 9, 1 through 4. It's a longer one, but 1 through 4. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. (laughs) Okay,
1: okay, okay. Okay.
0: You serious now. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, Mm. the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. So listen, he here says, listen, I'm I'm telling you the truth. Yep, in Christ. I'm not not lying. Got the Holy Spirit bearing. This is another way of swearing. I'm swearing. And he's saying that because he's saying something so crazy and radical. Yeah. He's saying, listen, I could wish that I were damned in order to see my yeah. brother saved. It's so, that close.
1: I mean, Joe, these these two examples you've given, some might try to be subjective about it because, I mean, come on, listen. He doesn't explicitly say the Lord is my witness here, right? Like, oh, I mean, he says for God is my witness. But, you know, you, people could kind of take these things subjectively. Maybe, maybe it's like a one-off. Just a one-off thing, Right, right. All right,
0: 2 Corinthians 123. Uh But I call God to witness against me. Oh. It was to spare you that I refrained from coming again to Corinth. Now, notice that. I call God to witness against me. That means Mm. I call God to bear witness against me if I'm lying. This goes directly back to what is said in chapter 23, paragraph one, a lawful oath is a part of religious worship wherein the person swearing in truth, righteousness, and judgment solemnly calls God to witness what he swears and to judge him according to the truth or falseness thereof. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So all this to say, now we're just going to do paragraph one today and then we'll do uh, as much as we can uh, next Monday. Mm -hmm. But um, there are, According
1: to this, there are four
0: basic parts of an
1: oath, right? That okay. We can break down in paragraph one. Yeah. So we'll start with the first part. A lawful oath is a part of religious worship. So when we're talking about oaths, we're not talking about just doing it at any time, any place, right? But that it can be and should be a part of of religious worship where appropriate.
0: Yeah. So it's and it's it's. Considered a part of worship because you are invoking the name of God, right? Yeah. And, and he is at the center of all of this. So it's worship, whether it's in corporate worship or whether it's in private worship, right? It's, mm-hmm. it, for us, like all, of course, there's a sense in which all of life is worship, right? But because God is so much a part of this, an oath is really nothing if we don't call God to bear witness. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a spiritual matter. It's not a small thing. It's a serious thing, which is why you should only do it for very serious things on, I think, I would say, very rare occasions, like marriage. Very rare. Oh, yeah, there you go. Marriage, yeah. So you can, can think of a couple. Yep. Okay, so a lawful oath is a part of religious worship, wherein the person swearing in truth, righteousness, and judgment. So what you are dealing with, you're dealing with this truthfully and righteousness. You're not... You're not lying. You're not misrepresenting. This is not about something bad. This is about something good. The oath is being made for something weighty and significant. Um, but then he says that in the oath, you are solemnly calling God to witness what he swears. Mm. Like it's like I want. Like I know God knows, but I'm saying that I know God knows, and I'm I'm asking God to actually be a part of this. And why is that significant? Why is that? Because what I mean, it says he, he, calling God to witness what He swears for what to what end?
1: Well, because if it, we, because that's who we're being judged by—the mm-hmm. holy and just, righteous God—who's the only yeah. one that could truly judge uh, whether we hold with whether we uh, hold true to it or not. Yeah,
0: and whether we're telling the truth yep. or whatever. And so those are those four basic parts of an oath, right? Mm-hmm. Now we've said that there are. Some oaths that you might make on an occasion that is significant, right? Hmm. Marriage is one of those marriage oaths, is one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a covenant commitment that you make. That's an oath. Yep, you know, a you promise before God. You know, yep. I think at your marriage ceremony, uh, you recited the song lyrics to "I swear" uh, to one another. We did that. Uh, yeah, I think we you did. did. That. I'm pretty sure you did. I saw the no, pictures, no, and no. boy, they looked like a 90s no, video. I, there
1: was definitely some songs I had to sing at our reception, but mm, yes, yeah, we had a big die. What year were you married? Uh, I I love my wife.
0: 2006.
1: Really?
0: That's, wow. I, I forget how young you are. That is crazy.
1: 2006. Yeah, that's right, because
0: you've been married over 10 years, but not a whole lot more. Yep, so, yep, yeah, yep, that's yep. not a 13, 14 years, something yep. like that. All right, 12, see, 13, I know what's going 13,
1: on. 13, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, oh, and you thought you could get me that I didn't know.
0: Yeah, hmm. all right. So, um, so one is marriage, right? The marriage, that's one. Mm-hmm. But we got another one. Oh, and we love to do this as a Baptist. We do love to do this. And for all you haters out there, Mm. like who are constantly rolling your eyes and making fun of us, like you do that child dedication, why don't you just be Presbyterian and get it over with? Or you Baptists, some of you Reformed Baptists are like, hey man, uh, like that's just lame. You don't got warrant for that. The child parent dedication, the way we do it anyways, is an oath. That's what it is. It is an oath, a promise made by the parents um, that they will raise the child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and that uh, they invite God and the congregation to bear witness and the congregation makes an oath to the parents that yes. they will help them. That's fundamentally what it is. It is an oath. You don't have to like it. You don't have to do it. But to say that there is no ground for us to do this is just wrong. Yeah, there, there absolutely is. And of course there are good ways and bad ways to do oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And there, you know, it's like, well, how are you going to, you're going to just dedicate your baby? What does that mean to dedicate your baby? Well, it's really not a, a, a baby dedication as much as it is, uh, a, a, a child parent dedication. Yeah. The parents are dedicating themselves to the child, um, or where it is a, an oath or a vow that is being made, um, on behalf of the kids, to the Lord and to the church that they're a part of. So, like when we do it, um, there is a liturgy that we took from Sojourn Community mm. Church in Louisville, and um, but it is basically it's led by Pastor Pat typically, and uh, it is there's a, there's a little bit of, uh, of of recitation of the issues involved with parenting and how we should view them biblically and then the parents are asked these questions that uh, require a response to, uh, you know, will you raise these children up in the knowledge and the admonition of the Lord and all of that, and they say that they will, and then the congregation, the members of the yeah. church, not everybody, the members of the church are asked to then stand, and then they respond to a call to commitment to enter into this vow as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's why we do it, and uh, of course it doesn't mean that we couldn't be off in some way, mm-hmm. but, uh, but the, the idea that we're just kind of like making it up as we go. Really not why a lot of us do it. A lot of us do it because it is an important thing, and we all need to help, and this is worth considering. Well, that's where we're at, man. That's why Boom. we do it. But we'll get into more of the oaths and vows that are lawful next Monday.
1: Boom. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter, at Doc and Diva, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. That you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast, or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got the uh, Doctor Devotion Southwest Conference coming to you March 21st. You wanna head on to the website, click on the banner, click on that link. Register space is limited. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later.